0: Welcome to The Naked Podcaster. Get ready to hear the story of someone strong enough to bear it all. The Naked Podcaster is a representation of freeing yourself, giving you permission to be real in all your quirkiness, baggage, struggles to success, and tragedy to triumph. I'm so excited you're joining the journey. Your past doesn't define you, but it does lead you on a path to today. Let's get naked. Welcome to The Naked Podcaster. I'm super excited because today... I have a return, a repeat offender. <laughs> we can call you that, right, Alana? Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, you went live in August of 2018, but your podcast went so well. I mean, people have responded so strongly to yours. I asked you to be back on. So thank you.
1: Woohoo. I'm so glad to be here.
0: Woohoo. So we're going to do a lot of catching up, and I want to catch up with the business first, if we can do that um because i know that that's probably a lot of what people what really resonated with people on the podcast I, I mean i'm sure a lot of things do but what you do for your business it's one of my favorite things so can
1: you jump in there yes so i am a prosperity facilitator my business is prosperity alignment so it's really helping you to expand your financial well-being your prosperity all of that inner work that's going to show up on paper, let's say financially, right? When you go to a financial planner or you have an accountant, we're always looking at your numbers on paper, but guess what? You're worth so much more than that. You're worth more than what's actually showing up financially in your bank account or whatever that may be. So I take my background being a certified public accountant and a certified financial planner, and I still incorporate the strategies, but I use the intuition and the inner workings around your emotions, your fears, and how that ties into your prosperity and ultimately your, your money.
0: That was a thing that I loved in our very first conversation that we ever had. When you said that to me, I was like, huh. And I think you have to percolate on it a little bit. Like, wh- what is my mindset and my inner workings and how I think and feel affecting my bank account, which you know that it is, but... I mean, I thought about it a lot, and then I took your quiz and I did as much of that as I could, and um, it was so it it's so interesting because it's tied so directly to that. So I it was so exciting to me and refreshing that you took this approach to finance.
1: Yeah, I, I had to. It's my calling. It's the yeah. part of me that was hiding in hiding, and if you want to say playing small, I was stuck at a desk where no one really could understand or know this part, and I. I realize I have to step out. I have to share this. And so many people are wanting to find their purpose, their calling, fulfill themselves. And so what better way to lead by example than to do it myself and do the things that I want to do that really resonate and make me happy. Not only that, a lot of people really struggle to find their calling.
0: And like for you, it was marrying the two parts of who you are all that finance background and skill and then the emotional aspect of it and so the fact that you've if you had found your calling and not acted on it those those of us out there who can't figure out exactly what our calling is would have been like what why why would you just do it if you knew
1: yes but then we here's the hesitation Is this really my calling? Is this really what I should be doing? I hear that time and time again. And where it usually stems from is this stuckness, feeling like you're the robot or you're on the hamster wheel and you're not going anywhere and you know you should be doing more or there should be more to life than this. Or this isn't the life that I wanted, but this is the life that I have. So this is the cool part. You have a choice. You get to change it, but that's the hard part as well. That's the part where it's like super scary. Your fears come up and you're resistant because the safety net you've been living in might not be there or you think it might not be there.
0: Well, it's tough, and I mean, what what does that come down to? Because I know for me, it's probably the number one concern is that you know you have a family, or you're married, or you have an apartment, or a car payment, and you have to make a certain amount of money a month to stay afloat, right? So this is all finance, and it's the biggest. It has always been the biggest sticking point for me. Like I can go to that cubicle and dislike it but I'm getting that paycheck and that's a safety thing for me because I can pay my bills with that. But if you go and you do what you want, what you're called to do, you don't have that financial guarantee. So you married that.
1: Yes. And, and here's the, the other side. You don't have to up and leave everything. And that's kind of what I did. I just knew I had to, but I had more of a safety net, right? I'm this financial person. I have my savings. I'm, I'm very, you know, a, much wanting to save and and be prepared. Not everyone has that luxury. But here's the thing. When you decide you want to go do something else and this is not for you, there's a shift in your brain, in your mind, in your spirituality or physical, all of it, where suddenly if you just change the perspective of I'm not stuck here, I don't have to, that I get to choose to do this other thing you can actually start to lessen the load and let go of this feeling of holding onto this burden of have to and should and all all these things, that you can actually start to enjoy the job because you know it's the stepping stone to getting you to where you want to be. And that's a a different place to be rather than like, oh, I'm just here and I don't want to be. But if you can start to see like, wow, the blessing is I have this, It's paying for me so that I can, I can get to the place where I want to be. That's a total game changer. And that's the part where most people don't recognize as a choice and an option. And I love getting to help them see that, see these new possibilities and then move towards them in a way that actually feels safe, secure, um, joyful, even to be able to get to that place.
0: Can we jump into human design now? Because this is this is what I did with you after I learned about it and um, learned about you, and it it's very enlightening.
1: Yeah, yeah. So human design is this really cool tool that I use with all of my clients, and it's an energetic blueprint. Meaning we're going to take a bunch of systems that pull together in human design, which basically the systems are astrology, we've got the Chinese I Ching, we've got even quantum physics, the Hindu chakra system. So you've got uh, the astrology kind of pulling in and taking planetary positions. But then we're also looking at what the energies represent in the chakras. We're also taking it deeper into using the hexagrams from the Chinese I Ching to understand what are these energies that are consistent with with any of us on the planet that we get to experience and when you take this tool you start to kind of paint the picture of who you are who are you to be what are the strategy you're, what's the strategy you're here to follow how do you make decisions how do you honor yourself stay true stay in alignment stay in integrity live according to your purpose and your design it just opens you up to what I say and this is more on the spiritual side is remember who you were designed to be who you chose to become in this lifetime so you came here you can't remember anymore boom human design kind of gives you this awakening of oh my gosh I think I knew this but I didn't know this and I didn't want to know this and suddenly you you hear it and it it reinvigorates you right you just suddenly you're like oh my gosh this is me and now there's a level of let's get you to truly align and integrate this person back out into the world so that you're living in alignment and sharing your gift. Which is
0: astounding and much more raw and genuine. But I love what you just said about how like you might have known, but you didn't really know and you kind of didn't want to know. And um, I think we're all like uh, desperately searching for but you're right. We're resistant without realizing we're resistant. I mean, yeah. And then and when
1: you find out, it's got to be such a relief. Like, oh. For oh, some. Yeah. For some. It depends where they are on the spectrum, right? If okay, they're okay. like, I know who I am. But I, I'm not quite sure. But I just want reassurance. And then maybe there are certain things that I share about them. And they're questioning. Maybe they have more of a logical mind. And they're like, I don't understand how you know this about me. But this isn't really me. And I, I can't really relate to that. So there's sometimes a fight, right? The conscious and unconscious self is like, are you ready to know this about you? And there's a part of the unconscious that might not be ready. And so just some of that fight can happen as well. But what I see is that it at least sparks curiosity where right. people are now wanting to engage more. And for the other people who it just, it landed then they already are exploding into, oh my gosh, how do I learn more? How do I become myself and just get out there and change and shift and release all this garbage and baggage I've been holding onto that hasn't been serving me? Which
0: is a huge relief, but it's a little scary. I think yeah. we tend to hamster wheel ourselves, right? We, we get into the same types of relationships. That's a great example. Or we the same habits financially or the same job type, because even if it's not what we like, that familiarity is comfortable,
1: and the unfamiliar is not comfortable. Yes, it's outside your safety zone, your comfort zone.
0: Right. Um, I love that, though. I think that's where magic happens. So let's, I want to talk about uh, spiritual abundance, detaching from the outcome, that sort of thing. Can you dive in a little bit to that?
1: Yeah, so... We tend to think logically. We're taught logically in our school system. All of our systems are based on logic. And when I say logic, I mean there's a, there's a linear approach. There's repetition. It leads to mastery. We can look at things from the past to help us predict the future. So there's a part of us that, that wants a plan. We want to plan everything. And we want everything to go to plan. And that happens not only personally, but professionally. So at work, how many goals are you supposed to be achieving every day, right? You have these goals, and some people have daily goals, monthly goals, annual goals, five-year goals. We're constantly looking at where we want to go. If there's a part of us that spiritually doesn't believe we really want the goal, it's not going to happen. But then there's another aspect of when we try to make it happen the way we want, We have expectations attached to that. We have this outcome we're expecting. And when it does not happen, because let's just say God or the universe has other plans and always has a more abundant path for you than you can see, when it doesn't go to plan, we're disappointed. We're angry. We're emotional of some sort, right? And then we start to fear that all the other goals are not going to happen. Like, oh, I can't do it. It's not going to happen. So the more we can allow ourselves to set the goal or set the intention, set the plan in motion, but allow for life to cycle, right? We know seasons happen. There are four seasons and there are going to be cyclical changes. Life flows like that. And if we're constantly pushing against nature or natural laws, it's going to fight you back, right? It's going to push back and that's where we're going to be expecting and holding on to things and then getting really angry and not trusting that anything that we really wanted was possible. So for example, and I and I laugh because I recently my husband and I within the last month or so had started having a conversation of what if we started homeschooling our children. So our twins were they just turned 5. What if we had a friend who started giving us insight and said you know it's really actually easier than you think it's not as stringent you know you have all this flexibility and here's what i've always envisioned my my big vision was we could get an rv we could travel i can still do my work and and work with individuals and my clients on the road and how cool would that be but the limit has been my children are at school right it's it's kind of the system of what we all go through so ultimately my children were just terminated from school just in this last week so there's a level of there was great disappointment and this wasn't what we wanted and we were thinking of this at least a year from now but guess what the universe brought it to us manifested it actually very quickly so here's the key what you want to create you can create be mindful of what you're creating because it can happen and it will happen in a way you never ever thought right (laughs) so so here we are going okay now uh are we homeschooling already they're not quite in kindergarten do we put them in kindergarten or is this what we just go with the flow and we help them and we teach them and we guide them and potentially let's move up the idea of getting that RV, because it might be around the corner now. And travel is a great way to explore and experience and to teach and to learn. And to me, that would be such a a beautiful way for them rather than, than, than be in the classroom, right? So now that I get this, I see it, I, I understand it. I'm not as attached to the outcome. I'm not as devastated at the fact that basically we just dealt with some rejection and were terminated and all these other things came up. But what were they here to teach me and my husband and my kids? And I'm hopeful, what did it teach the school? Because there are lessons for all of us to learn in understanding how we're creating the path that we're on and attracting more of the abundance, more of this that we vision or whatever it is that we want and it's the same with understanding if you're in that job that you don't love you've created it in some way but if you're recognizing you're no longer that person it's time to up level it's time to shift to a new experience because that old experience is no longer serving you does that make sense
0: Yeah. And I love the example that you gave because we can all relate to it. And I love the thought of manifesting that. I mean, (laughs) it happens all the time. And so on a side note, I did homeschool and it's not that it's not as hard. You would love it. And we thought we were going to move into an RV this February and live in one permanently. So I, I want to convert a school bus, but that's a separate conversation. But Mm -hmm. anyway, yes, it is. It is an amazing way to do everything. It's, But you're right when you say, yeah, we really want to do this at some point, maybe a year, maybe two years, and then things happen where life slaps you basically like, hello, how about now instead?
1: Yes. And that helps you to become more resilient because now I didn't get to plan what would be ideal. Not that it really matters, but just setting that intention. And and we really are in a A great energy this year better than last year so there is an element of what you want you can have this year but if it's something that you're not ready for guess what it can show up and that's what's gonna help you get ready so just like you know having children most of the time moms want to plan the pregnancy and then if there's an unexpected pregnancy like for me I had twins that was not planned it's that level of you'll never be prepared you really won't until boom you're just thrown into the fire and now you either run across it get out of it or you burn so it's it's that level of trusting yourself trusting you're capable and just finding that resiliency to help you grow in a way you never thought you could
0: i love that and but it is the mindset of knowing that i mean if you just are open enough or i always feel like I try to be really laid back. Like you have control over almost nothing, but you do control how you respond to it and react to it and what you get out of it. And so it doesn't matter if it's somebody cutting you off on the road. I have no control over that, but I do have control over being an aware driver. I do have control over how I respond to it. I mean, how many people are like, this guy cut me off and the traffic was terrible. Like you just allowed someone you will never know to control your entire day and your behavior and your attitude, and that's just a little thing. Yeah, um, that's not twins getting kicked out or an unexpected <laughs> pregnancy,
1: or a, I mean, like there are
0: way bigger things that are yeah. unexpected. And I just feel like if you get rid of the illusion that you have some amount of control, we really don't. Then life is a lot easier. That then you can you can figure out what your part in that lack of control is. Talk about, is a lot of that, touch on trusting yourself and emotional
1: awareness. That I can see in the chart. Plus, oh. it's, it's layers from life experience. And it, it's one of my own lessons is trust. There's a level of making sure that I'm trusting myself and all of these life experiences are adding to it. And that goes deep into even trusting that I make my own decisions and they're correct for me, right? We all have intuition. We're all gifted with intuitive abilities, but there's a level of we've shut it off. School taught us early. Our parents told us we couldn't dream and we'll never have whatever it is. And there's times you just know to get out of a building or to make this decision and say yes to something. But suddenly everybody in your world is telling you, no, no, don't do that. And that's what I had to trust, even in starting my business with family telling me I was kind of crazy. It was more their fears that I was going to lose this secure six figure paycheck, but it's not what I wanted. And I trusted if I'm to evolve, especially if I'm to grow in this life, my soul, however you want to look at it. I have to move on. I can no longer stay in this experience. I have to um, shift it. And that means trusting myself along the way, trusting that I'm getting it right, trusting that that intuition was legit. And it wasn't some crazy notion. And we all are constantly um, faced with experts and people who know more than you. And part of me thinks that was the rub with the school even because it's energetically nothing's personal if I'm pointing something out I'm not trying to harm you energetically it's not personal it's just energy it's just coming out but it's there to teach you and if I'm wanting to help you or I'm curious and I want to ask questions I'm not coming from a place of trying to discredit you and so I've, I've recognized this happens, right? I, I've had other experiences where I've questioned our pediatrician and questioned in the way of not what you're doing, but questioning the methods because I want to understand and I'm seeing things that I don't think he did. And that led to rejection or termination. So again, it, there's these themes that I've had that we all have where I'm learning to speak up for myself and to ask the questions. And each and every one of us are here to question, you know, don't take my, you know, even this, this, this interview right now, don't take it for granted, but don't take it as truth. If it doesn't resonate and you're like, oh, she's crazy. That's where you're coming from. I don't take that personally, but there's a level of, I work as a guide because I want to help you get to where you want to be. I'm not going to be an expert who tells you what to do. And you'll start to notice there's a big difference in the world. When people are really up on the ladder and they're the expert, they don't want to be questioned. Mm. There's, There's an energy around it where if you think you're there, you don't want to go anywhere else. You're not willing to go up. You're not willing to face the criticism Um, the questioning to up-level and grow from the experience. And that's the part where emotional awareness comes in. What are your emotions showing you? Are you moving towards something you really want or further away? And is your intuition sharing, you know, where you should be going? And are you listening to it or are you listening to the external, listening to the world around you instead? Okay, I have a couple of questions. Why is it when some
0: decisions that we know are going to rub people? And I'm going to give you an example of, so I had my kids at home with a midwife, which my births were at home with a midwife. Two out of four of them were in the water. I was so sure of having my births that way. So this is just the example of something a little more what people would say is out there. I never gave a shit what anybody said to me. You could have come up to me and been like, Jen, I think you're making a mistake. You're putting your baby in danger. You're putting yourself... I knew what all the statistics were, and I didn't care what... it. I don't remember if there was any negativity around that decision or breastfeeding till they were two. I, I have no idea if there was negativity because I was so certain in that those decisions that were odd or out there, that were not like the social norm, that it never even it never even bothered me if people weren't on board. So why is it that some things, because you said starting your business, this is a big one. It's very common, right? Where people want to do something like that and they're afraid and they have all this external negativity coming in. And so you don't make that decision. Why is it that sometimes we are so um, affected by that external and other times we're not at all when you're going against the grain?
1: And depending on who you are, so I know from your Human Design, you have a strong identity. Oh, are who you are. You are someone who's going to own it. My husband (laughs) is the same, right? Like you could probably like shave your head and rock it and be like, I did. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. So it's a personality thing. It's not because other stuff I'm terrified of. It's an energy thing. Okay, okay. Here, this has to do with your identity. This is what's what's specific for you not everybody has a strong identity they like myself I can be a chameleon I can become you I can become somebody else I can have an eclectic group of friends and if you all got together you'd be like how is she friends with all of these people because I can become who you are I'm taking on who you are and I can struggle with knowing my own identity so energetically We pick up from other people, their energies, right? If I'm emotional and I'm out there grumpy, other people are going to feel it. And there's a level of if you don't understand what you're putting out there, you don't recognize the influence you're having on other people. So to your example of you didn't care, you had also gone, and I know you love to investigate, and I know you love to experiment. You were comfortable because you trusted yourself in the way of I've done the research. I have all the statistics. I know this is okay for my kids. What you were hearing from other people was the fear around it because they didn't have that knowledge. They didn't have that insight. They didn't want to know. And they're used to listening to the status quo on you go to the hospital and you deliver in a hospital because it's safe. It's, sterile, like all these things. So the fear, it just, it really plays into what fears do people have? And I can look at, at your energy and know which fears potentially are the ones that might play out. But then there's some that you might pick up from others and that influences you as well.
0: Okay. Cause I, what I was thinking is if other people are listening and they're thinking about a decision where they're, and it's an energy thing. It's about their specific energy and why some things bounce off of us and some things don't. Yes. Okay. All right. That makes sense. So good grief. Well, I forgot my <laughs> other question. <laughs> That's okay. We'll just keep going. Um well, how much negativity did you have to get past to start your business? How difficult was that? And what energy did you put in place to get past that? If you know that there's something you want to do, no matter what the example is, but starting a business is so prevalent or leaving a bad one or leaving a relationship, what, how do you make that shift? First you have to recognize it and then you have to make that shift. So how, how did you do
1: that? How do people do that? So the most important asset that you have is you most important person in your life is you. But guess what? We don't view ourselves that way. And we tend to put ourselves dead last. So in a world that's toxic, in a world that's negative, it's not that you're tuning out the negative. You are tuning into you and strengthening your confidence, your resilience, your abilities. And that in itself already negates everything else. Because if I now focus on myself and know, you know what? This is what I need to do. This is what speaks to me. I'm going to focus on, because I'm more investigative and experimental like you are. I went out and had to to learn. I had to research. I had to kind of get myself in a position to know what I had to do to set up a business or to start putting myself out there. Know that I had to go get a mentor or get some of these things so I wasn't just, starting a business and on a whim and had nowhere to go. There was a level of strengthening myself and recognizing I am the one putting out the energy of what I want to create. If I was fearful, oh my gosh, I'm starting this business and I'm so scared. Guess what? I would be sending that energy out and that's what I would be attracting more fear. And guess what? People would be giving that to me, but I could separate it. I could hear and feel energetically the fear being, let's just say, projected on me or sent my direction. And I could almost kind of like use the force, let's like use Star Wars and say, nope, that's yours and block it. And so there's a level of creating your own energetic safety bubble, this new one that's going to help you get through life and get through the negativity without it affecting you as much. But every experience you have from that point on is going to be there to help you get stronger. So sometimes you're going to get boom, you're going to get rocked and you're going to feel like, oh my gosh, I'm not supposed to do this. That's the universe saying, are you sure? Do you really want to do this? Because if you aren't sure, you're going to go back to the job. But if you are sure, you're going to know even more strongly what it is you want. And now the universe is going to go, okay, well, we're going to keep helping you get there. But that goes back to the trust piece. And that's where we're constantly knocked back and forth. And you have to keep with it, right? You hear all these successful business owners say it wasn't an easy road, right? Like we see them when they're successful, but they'll tell you their story of where they started. And sometimes it's rock bottom. Maybe they started being successful and then had another situation happen. It's the learning. It's the journey that is. Going to help you grow and develop to be even stronger in alignment with you, so that you can just keep flourishing.
0: I—it's a very overused term, but um, this overnight success is ten years in the making. It's that sort of.
1: Yeah, I it's just, not an it, overnight success, not. right? You <laughs> yeah. are no matter what age you are. You had to go through life. I'm forty, so it's not like where I am. I still am successful and know where I want to go. But my, my level and definition of success is not what other people are going to define. So that's another piece to stop comparing yourself to all these people thinking you're going to get to the, do a business like them or live life like them, because guess what? It might not fit you energetically, might not be true for you. And your vision of what you want to create is not going to look like theirs because you were uniquely designed for something else. So it's like, it's all well and good to find people who you want to look up to, but please be you along the way and trust and listen to what's true for you and, and don't sell yourself short and sacrifice yourself trying to be someone you're not. Well, it goes back. I mean, I love
0: internet and social media and all of that, but you, you also can't base things off of the snippet of social media life that you see from people because it's not, that's not even a true story. So you know, when I talk to my teenage girls, like 100% of all media is airbrushed. 100% of it that's out there, you know, on magazines and you're never going to be that. That person isn't that. So how in the world do you think you're going to, it's not possible. It's not attainable. And so I think we set things up on like the sizzle reel, other people's sizzle reel too. So
1: that's even more unrealistic absolutely and if they're showing you the highest best side of them but not wanting to show you the darker side then that's already a level of where's the authenticity because when i'm looking at helping you align with who you are all about being authentic and it's all about being transparent and i have to live that and be that and more and more i'm recognizing I have really shitty experiences and I'm constantly like, what's the blessing and how can I see this? And always there's this teaching moment that comes through where I'm like, okay, well I just aired my dirty laundry about my kids being kicked out of school, which most people would hide, right? They don't want to share, but there's a part of me that's like, it was the journey. It was the experience. People have to understand these things happen and you learn from it and you can actually grow and, and going back to the example of a successful business person, they don't tend to share the story during the journey, but man, they're still holding on to it by the time they reach that success to share it with you years later. Like, oh, I went through this, but it's, it's a level of why can't we just be authentic and own what's going on with us? Because then nobody else has any power over you to try and bring it out as dirty laundry later.
0: Right. So I. The human design, so I took the human design quiz. Does it change?
1: No, it's it's who you are. Got the it. Only aspect, um, you know there's there's more complicated things like if people have a near-death experience, then and there's an element of some of the energy changing. you know if if your soul left and a new one walked in, then there might be some differences or some new influences. But ultimately, who you are at the moment you came into this world, the energies formed you. And this blueprint just helps you to navigate and recognize your gifts. And, and I always like to look at um I love using SWOT alignment. It's it's actually a business tool where you tend to take an entity, the business, and you look at the strengths, weaknesses, opportunities and threats. But one of the things I integrate with human design in one of my programs I've created, I want you to evaluate and understand you. What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses and your opportunities and threats? Because now there's a level of when you can have that awareness, that's how you shift it, right? Now we can take those weaknesses and be like, oh, well, here's what we need to work on. Let's create more strengths. And how can those strengths even outweigh the threats or minimize the threats and create more opportunities for you? So it's just a really cool way for people to start to see themselves, not in a negative way but in a way of transformation to help them because every time you're growing and going through new experiences, you're going to hit a new level or a new plateau and a new obstacle, if you will. And when you start to see like, Oh, that means now I have to strengthen this, you know, where to go with it.
0: Awesome. I remember I was in my first year of college and I was 17 and we took the Myers-Briggs test and uh, what I liked about that is that it talked about the things about your personality that could be more detrimental. Like one of mine was that I could have the tendency to be manipulative, but it stuck with me because I thought, well, I don't want people to see that in me. And although I know that I, I took that what could be perceived as a weakness and I ran with it because I thought, you know... I want my kids to clean the house and participate in the chore wheel. So I manipulate them into doing it in a really fun way because I created a game and I was like, God, I, you can actually take the things that seem like weaknesses within your personality and they don't change. It still is there, but you can alter how you use it. And that was like, I remember being 17 going, I need to figure this out because I don't want people to. No, I I don't like that part of my personality that's negative. I don't want to be that manipulative. That was just a bad word, you know? But I thought, okay, how you can use these things for the forces of good or the forces of evil. So I turned the chore wheel into a game for my kids and it
1: manipulated them into getting their chores. (laughs) I would just say that you're very persuasive, right? Okay, see? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, let's find the higher vibration, the higher energy that's behind it where... You can pers- be persuasive and you're doing it though in a way that you're not trying to manipulate. You're, you're no. still honoring their free will. You're still allowing them to make choice. That's the difference. Now, if you're truly in a lower state of manipulating people and making them think this, and really you're trying to, you know, I don't know, be a, a dodgy salesperson, that's different, right? That's totally different.
0: And the same thing with the human design where you're saying, you know, there are weaknesses. We all have them. So how can you balance that out or how can you use that energy? And I just love the thought of that. It's not a bad thing. Energy. It's not a good thing or a bad thing. It's not detrimental necessarily, but being aware of it and being able to use it or balance it. So am I kind of thinking about it the same way as you were explaining it?
1: Yeah. But I would say, uh, It transform it so okay it brings the awareness now you can shift it and transform it because even in human design and the way I was taught and you know we look at it more as a low expression like here's where you could be here's the higher expression but I like bringing in the SWOT alignment because it helps you to truly hone in on what do you think is good about yourself or not so good about yourself like what's the strength the weakness and you're always able to transform it into something greater and that's our ultimate goal being on this planet we just want to be the best we can be and what better tool than to look at yourself in this light and recognize there's nothing wrong with you there's nothing bad right you're there's nothing to be fixed you're not broken everybody tries to tell you you are you're not you're just designed differently so we need to tweak it in a way that you get to just shine even brighter than ever before. I just love that. I'm glad I was thinking about it the right way. Yes. And the
0: fact that all of this underneath is the financial abundance piece to it. So is the
1: SWAT a new program that you've had in the last nine months? I've used this with clients. I've just integrated it into... I have specific type programs. So if you're in human design, there's five types. You're either a manifester, a manifesting generator, a generator, a projector, or a a reflector. And so when I teach people about integrating this information, I use that program to bring in the SWOT alignment piece. And then I give them other aspects of learning more about their psychology, their physiology, the relational and environmental factors. Because guess what? Who you are right now, if you want to shift and change, all of those things are going to affect you. And I want you to understand who you're designed to be and honor these and listen to your intuition so that you just strengthen that particular energy or who you are and let it out, like unleash it powerfully, masterfully, whatever it is that really resonates with you and and the energy you're here to share. So I'm going to shift gears now. I want to talk about
0: like when life is going well and you're going through, I guess I'd say normal struggles, even if it's contemplating starting a business or leaving a job or a relationship or whatever the things that are more common, right? That we go through. But what about when you get hit with something big? Do you know? You know what I'm going to ask you about. <laughs> so you have had some experiences lately, and I want—I would love for you to share those and how, because you are super aware of yourself and yeah. who you are, and the spiritual energy. And the other thing, I want to talk a little bit about manifestation too, which you kind of touched on about <laughs> what you're putting out there.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: but let's jump. Just jump right in.
1: Yeah. So energetically my design I'm a projector I'm a guide and this is this is more if you don't know your your chart or you don't understand this you can always get a free chart from me um you can get that at prosperityalignment.com slash how and I just need birth information so birth date birth time and birth location so in my chart I have what's called a split and yours is actually a triple split Oh, I was just, I was
0: trying to find mine on my computer while you've been talking. I can't find
1: it. I'm like, where is it? Keep going. I'll I'll resend it. So uh, ultimately when you have a split, you're going to have a grouping of two or more centers and they're not connected to this other grouping of centers. So effectively I've got four centers, but they don't all work together. There's two, my head and Ajna that work. So I'm in my head a lot. And then I have the will center and the emotional solar plexus and those work together, but they don't communicate. I need people. I need other energies who can help bridge those energies so I can be complete. So ultimately I've lived my whole life thinking I know my emotions that I, I think I feel them. And and I'm using that language because I wasn't really feeling them. I was in my head about the emotion and I could tell you what I thought about the emotion, but I was not living the emotion. And my, one of my, my best friends of over 30 years passed away in January of pancreatic cancer and left behind two little girls. And although I knew it was coming and we weren't as close in the end, But although I knew it was coming and I was already doing my own work around it and trying to, you know, do I step in? Do I help her? Because I have such knowledge in the health way and things I've investigated and experimented with and I've listened to just about every different thing because I always knew somebody's going to end up with cancer. Like I want to have the information to help them prevent it. And so it's like I I would try to help her and she she didn't want it. So when she passed away, all the guilt came through. I should have done more. I should have given her more information. And the reality is it wasn't my journey. It wasn't my place to heal, right? She has free will. So I just had to feel. And the blessing of her passing is that she really opened me up to feel my emotions. In a way, I really haven't. Right. I've learned to block. I've learned that when that emotional energy is welling up in my throat to push it back down, to not cry because of embarrassment or judgment or what will people think. You know what I mean? It's just when when we're emotional, we're not meant to hold it in. And the way my energy is designed, it naturally stays inside of me. I am naturally not able to, let's say, articulate. Because emotions aren't, it's really hard to articulate them anyway. The way they flow is that you need time to understand them. You will never know in the moment unless you become more and more aware, then you're going to get faster at having the awareness of what it's showing you. But her death ultimately just cracked me open. And where now I really can feel and can come from that place I would share with clients and I still, you know, kept meeting with clients. But if something hit me and it was emotional, it's like the tears just came. There was no stopping it. And there is no stopping it now. It's like I've had this wall or this block, this resistance of sharing what I feel. And there's no shame in that. There's there's nothing wrong with that. So it's just been a a huge experience of, right? Death, death. None of us want to deal with. And I have a a tribal emotional wave and you do as well. So what that means is our tribe, our community, our family is what we really care about. And my clients are my tribe, right? You're my tribe. And I will fight for you or I want to take care of you. And Ultimately, emotionally, we're pretty steady, but if anything happens to our tribe, anything unexpected happens in our relationships, we lose it. We, we just, we, you can't even track the emotional energy because for me, I can't eat, I can't sleep, I can't think, I can't work. So it's like, I just cry and I just get into this. And so again, it's a level of knowing during this process, what is it showing me? What was what do I need to change? What did I not do that I am having a hard time forgiving myself for that needs to shift? What boundaries do I need to create going forward? What communication do I need to have with the loved ones more often than I did with my friend? It was what are the things I didn't even say to her that I I could have, I should have to express myself. Those are the things that came through to help me recognize. Okay, I have a choice now. I get to learn from it. And it it kind of threw me down into a rabbit hole of learning new things that actually helped me to see that and understand death in itself. You know, it's it's not final. And I've always believed the energy goes on and the soul lives on, and it really is eternal. And when you can start to see some of that and and recognize it was just all part of the learning journey you know you're going to see them again you know you're going to live again you're you're going to get to i don't know make new agreements and have them again in your life in some other form or fashion and there's there's a beauty in seeing that and recognizing we came into each other's lives we and i think i feel we've had these connections in previous lives that now i got to learn from it that helped my soul right to grow to learn to evolve and hopefully, potentially, she's learned whatever she had to learn through cancer to grow as well. It's all just part of the journey, and it's all part of our experience to learn.
0: And sometimes do we need, in our energy, the, the emotional two-by-four?
1: We do, because yeah. we on this planet feel. And here's the other side. We're still learning how to come from a place of love. And we tend to think that everything's got this like duality theme here, you know, that if you're not and have love, then you have hate. And if you're not happy, you're angry and emotional energy when it's really coming through. It's all a big jumble. You know, for me, I was sad with her passing. But the moment I thought back to a happy memory, it really became sad. And then there were times of frustration and even with going through my, I mean, I was emotional just with the kids being kicked out of school constantly. Like I still have to take my daughter there. And so there's times when I'm like, I'm, I'm mad, but I'm sad and then I'm disappointed. And then I, I feel betrayed. And then I, you know, all of these things come in because you're meant to feel it, but we always have the ability to express it in a way that comes more from love. That's what, that's what we're essentially designed to have more love are on the spiritual side. It's completely bliss and love. And so when we're here, we think, and I've, I've been talking with clients a lot about this lately. We tend to think of anger as a violent emotion, right? That you can only express anger by punching something, breaking something, yelling at someone, but what if we could take that emotional energy and still express it, but in a higher vibration of love and be able to cry or write it out or whatever it is that we get to explore what that looks like and what feels correct for us and not be ashamed of having this anger because it's just there to show you what you're not okay with. You know, I had anger because I was not okay with the way things went, and I knew that there were triggers happening to cause behaviors on my child's behalf, but they wouldn't tell me what they were, and now I know they didn't track it. They didn't didn't have the means to. They just see behavior and, you know, move on, but I was angry because I want to also help the future families to not have this happen. there's a part of me that wants to ensure that some of the the information I now have, that the school can make a shift, right? So that it doesn't happen again. For me, there's a level of sharing these experiences of death and anger and emotions to help people change, have the awareness to change the way they've been doing it in the past to raise their vibration and help shift the planet. Cause it, it doesn't have to be all negative and angry and filled with war and hate and all those things, right? Emotions are there just to show us to be able to change and they're part of the journey. We just have to trust ourselves to share them, feel them and learn from them.
0: I try to examine them and I don't know if that's, I got so pissed the other day at something that I was, and I, I looked at Dana and I said, I need to take a step back and try to examine this. There is like no logical reason that this should be pissing. And I was mad at him (laughs) and and he probably was looking at me like she's growing a head and she's got three eyes. But I was like, literally, I should, there is nothing about this that should be triggering me to be pissed off like this. So I need to examine, why do I feel that way? And it's so, I love talking to you and I hadn't talked to you in a while. So it's interesting that I did this. I'm like, I need to examine where this is coming from and why, and how I can channel it differently, because this, this is not, this doesn't make any sense to me, and we do react sometimes, I and mean, I was, like, I was, I said, I'm, like, absolutely livid and pissed off right now, and that's just ridiculous to me, but I'm still feeling it,
1: mm, so, so it, It can
0: be something where you're like, this is, this doesn't make any, you know, it's like when the, when a teenager has PMS and she's crying, she's like, I don't even know why I'm crying. It's, it was one of those where you're like, where is this coming from? But fortunately, I mean, I didn't yell. I just went, holy cow, what's
1: going on here? There's something going on here. Good. That's huge. That's huge to have the awareness. And then the fact that you are like, okay, where is this coming from? That's the, like, fun part for me, the deeper part of – because here's the other side. Your reaction to something right now Mm -hmm. may not even have anything to do with right now. You could have had, let's just say, I don't know, some past experience with someone else 20 years ago, and this was the reaction you had. And what happened in the moment, in this current moment with Dane – is that something just triggered you and your body went into immediate reaction because it knew this is the same situation. It's not, it's totally different, different people, but this is why emotions are really complicated for people because if I'm emotional, I really can't articulate. There is no logic. If we look at human design, there's no logic. It doesn't connect to emotions. But if you are getting triggered and now the other person is making assumptions and they're getting triggered because they've had somebody unleash emotionally on them, they're already checking out, they're already getting upset because they're feeling your energy. And there's a level of, they may not have actually heard what you said. Mm. They heard what they thought you said based on what happened in the past to them that felt very similar. So there's this disassociation that happens. And I've had these experiences. I've had it with my parents where what they heard and they were so mad about is not what was said. So part of me was like, what is triggering for you this this reaction that you literally were not present in the moment to hear it, but you were actually in your head in a memory of a, a similar situation. So that's why we have to really come into understanding where is this coming from? Just like you said, I gotta, I gotta see this. And then when you, you have the awareness, that's how you can begin to shift it. And and I love using tools to help clients to shift it and rewrite the pattern because that's ultimately what, what's going on. Your body is reacting in a physical way, in an emotional way. And you get to choose. Now you get to see like, okay, this doesn't serve me anymore. I don't want to react this way. Now, how do you want to react? Let's create more of that and move forward with more love and not anger. But even just sitting with the anger allows you to feel it and have more awareness and clarity around, you know what, this is actually showing me that I need more boundaries, or maybe I'm not expressing what I need to be sharing right now, or maybe you're not listening to me. All of these factors can come in and influence the reaction, right? And then the event.
0: It's just crazy. And, and the human design and the conversations we've had in the past sometimes come flooding back in those weird moments where I, I'm like, we need to stop and investigate. But I like the stopping and investigating. Yeah, <laughs> because are that way. Oh, well, yes, thank you. But <laughs> you taught me how to use that. And also it interrupts. And I think it's great when we're in a situation that's not comfortable. And anger's an easy one to use because it's such a big trigger emotion, you know? And we feel it with such power sometimes to, to interrupt it, to stop. I love the, we have the ability to do that. You can be pissed and sit in it and interrupt it all at the same time. And still have the conversation about whatever it was that was going on that triggered that. You can still resolve that and be pissed, and not react, and interrupt it. That's so, that's exciting stuff, right? People can do that.
1: You can walk away, and if you know you're emotional, guess what, you already need more time to understand the emotions. So if I say to you, oh, are you in a bad mood? (laughs) Naturally, emotional people put up the wall and say, no, I'm not in a bad mood. But if I say, oh, I'm, you know, do you need more time? I feel like, do you need a break? Like, can we talk about this tomorrow? Now you're going to have time to process. And when you have more clarity, you're going to be able to more so articulate what was going on, what was, what you were feeling and what you're not okay with and what needs to change. And now a conversation can actually ensue because you gave yourself more time or the other person gave you more time. So I want to
0: end on. I'm going to use the word manifestation because you've made a couple comments about, you know, you're putting things, the universe can give you what you want and you're putting things out there. And um, in my mind, that's like ma- manifesting things. So you can use different language. though. I'm totally cool with that. But I, I had a coach that does Reiki, but she does a lot of other stuff too, but people are the most familiar with energy work. That's Reiki. Anyway, <laughs> she got mad at me one day. She got, she was having a a frustrating day. It wasn't about me. And she said, you need to decide what you want and put it out into the universe consistently because the universe will give you what you want, but you're just confusing it right now. So then it's like, I don't know, you're, you want this, but you kind of want it to be this way, but you sort of want it to be this way. And I think we confuse the universe a lot.
1: Because you're confused, right?
0: Right. So address that because you've been talking about the universe giving you things. So
1: yes, take it so run with it. The how is what the universe brings the, how it's going to show up, but you get to create the what, like you get to take your mind, take your emotions, take all of that energy and put it into this intention of, I want a business. So let's just say, we're going to go with that. I want a business. There's going to be this part of you. That's like, yes, that's what I want. But remember we talked about, there's going to be some resistance you're going to have some of that mindset that's like, oh, but you really can't do it. You've never done this before. You're not going to succeed. So suddenly you're telling the universe, I want a business, but then the unconscious side of you is like, no, we don't. So the universe suddenly starts to bring some aspects to you, right? And you get to say yes or no. Every time it's bringing it to you. It's like, especially because you're a generator type. So I always say follow the breadcrumbs. You don't know how it's going to happen, but you just follow whatever it is you get to respond to, and that's for about seventy percent of the population. Just follow, follow what it's saying, honor your authority, and that's a little bit more. It comes through um, getting your chart, but ultimately it's going to give you the breadcrumb that you get to respond to, and you get to say yes, I want this, or no, I don't. And now you need to tweak it. So if let's say you started the business but you're not getting the clients. Well, now we need to be more specific. We need to say, I want a business and I'm earning this much, or I am serving 10 clients a month, whatever it is, right? Now we're getting more specific. So now the universe brings you 10 clients, but they never pay you or they don't pay you on time. They're never on time. They barely show up. Now there's a part of you going, Oh, okay. I need to be more specific. Okay. I would love 10 clients who show up on time, who are willing to learn, who pay me in full and on time, because now you're getting more specific. The universe wants to bring you what you want, but if you're very general or generic, guess what? That's what you're going to get. And your emotional energy could show up, or maybe there's other parts of you that get mad, like, this isn't what I wanted. Then change it, get more specific. Get more clear because the more clear you are, the more it's going to show up. Do you want your business to be easy? Do you want it to be fun? If suddenly you're working more than you did at your job, what needs to be, what intention needs to be shifted so that you're getting more specific about I want this business and I want it to be, you know, me working only 20 hours a week and it feels fun and I'm enjoying the work because now it's just going to show up more in that way because when you set the intention, that's what you're going to attract more of. Does that make sense?
0: Yes. And I love that. I, that was a great example, but it doesn't matter what the the reality is. It's always you are you can be setting the intention but you're you're going to get the generic answer sometimes i think don't people go like what they realize they got exactly what they asked for because they didn't ask for the right thing or they didn't yes. yeah and so you have to constantly drill down
1: and like wait a minute I did actually get exactly what I asked for. Yes, right. That's that's why I laughed when I first gave the example about my kids getting kicked out of school. And did we manifest this? Because I didn't ask for them to be kicked out, but I asked for the possibility of them not being at school and not having that financial burden and that we could travel. And so guess what? they're not in that school anymore.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think the universe has a massive sense of humor too. It just has to, because I think, you know, be careful what you ask for, because you might get exactly that.
1: You will. You really will. And so same thing. If you're constantly focused on what you don't want, you get what you don't want. So that's the big shift. You need to focus on what you want. And the easiest thing to reset yourself is if you're, you know, and I had someone I talked to today who literally said, when I asked, do you know, you know, what's the goal you want? She said, well, I can tell you what I don't want. Okay. Let's start there. So I don't want this. The reset question is what do you want? And if you keep saying what I don't want, what I don't want, it's going to start to give you kind of that duality of the picture of what you do want. Well, if you don't want, a relationship with someone who doesn't work. Okay, then you're looking for a relationship with someone who does work, who has a steady pay, paycheck, or you know what I mean? You're starting to hone in. Well, I'm not okay with this, so what are you okay with? That's what you want to ask more of. Ask for what you want because if you're focused on what you don't want, that's what you also manifest. I
0: love it. So I know how to say your name because your name and my daughter's name are spelled the same, but you don't pronounce them the same. And my brain fights with itself, <laughs> but it's Alana Banana. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I got to say that. And you did mention that your human design is free and we will have your website linked. And it is, it's so insightful, it's overwhelming, which is why you have the follow-up talk with you so yeah. that you can I remember being like yes I'm gonna have all my answers and then I got all the answers and I was like I don't understand Yes. but take the human design get on there and go on it's great to learn more about yourself and then have better direction with your energy thank you so yeah. much you're so welcome thanks for having me thank you for taking the time to get naked with us if you'd like to bear it all with me get in touch your story is unique and valuable let's show it off